0: I always wanted to know what it'd be like to fight a girl.
1: I'm a girl. Wanna see what it'd be like to fight me?
0: Huh? weird sister has to protect them.
1: I'm not protecting him. just trying to figure out why it is you need to pick fights with guys who weigh less than a hundred pounds.
0: Watch out, Ellen. I think she's high on pot. Yeah, I might just go psycho on you. You're dead, alright? As soon as
1: your freak sister isn't around, I'm gonna cream you, man.
0: You know, you really didn't need to do that. I could have handled it. Yeah, I know. And by the way, I weigh 103 pounds. Sorry.
1: Man, I hate high school.
0: Heyo, welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're talking about a school show that actually resulted in many of its main characters dropping out of or missing school, Freaks and Geeks.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention that because they could have had a very tough time if their careers didn't take off because of the show being canceled.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Was it like four, I think four different characters or characters, four different actors (laughs) uh, didn't just dropped out of school. Like, Seth Rogen dropped out of high school.
1: Yeah, he told Judd Apatow, I think, that he was taking correspondence classes, but he was actually just writing super bad. And Busy Phillips and Linda Cardellini just dropped out of college, and Jason Segel decided not to go to college.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> lucky for them, things worked out.
1: Yeah, it could have been much different.
0: Yeah, especially considering, like, the fate of this show.
1: yeah. Is this one that you watched when it was actually on?
0: Um, I remember watching it when it was on. I don't think I watched every episode back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a couple episodes that, you know, you still remember now. But I think that at the time, I don't know, I may have just identified with the geeks too much. (laughs) And I was like, this is is too close to life. I (laughs) got to watch something else to make me not feel this way.
1: Yeah, I watched it when it was originally on. I remember being heartbroken when it was canceled. And it was just such a well-done show. And it was a show that was so unlike everything else that was on TV. And I think NBC, I think they liked it and they appreciated its writing and all of that. But I don't think that they knew what to do for it.
0: Well, I was reading some stuff and like the show... Was the their lowest rated show. Yeah. Probably because of the time slot. It was on like, late on Saturdays and stuff like that, but not like... Yeah.
1: And then they, I think they yeah. moved it to Mondays. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it got moved around a lot, And but it, it, I was reading, like, it got 7 million viewers at the time, and it was the lowest rated NBC show, and now... That would be, like, their top-rated show, pretty much, or, like, 8 million would be, like, a top-rated show.
1: Yeah, I mean, their baseline was, like, Friends, which I think had an average of 14 million viewers at that time. So, compared to that, it was definitely, quote-unquote, failing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like, they even had a website that someone made up to try and save the show, and they... We're trying to get, you know, support from it, but NBC wouldn't put it on the air. They wouldn't put it on on screen because they were afraid of people choosing the Internet over TV.
1: Yeah. Which now that has come true. Everybody just watches TV online. So they were just, you know, 10 years too early on that. Yeah.
0: I mean, they could have just jumped on board and (laughs) got people on NBC.com back then. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know if anyone would have wanted to stream anything on, you know, 56K dial up (laughs) or whatever you happen to have.
1: Yeah. I don't remember watching any videos back then other than like maybe short 30 second clips that I think you had to download. I don't think you could even really like stream them.
0: Yeah. I'm sure there was, there had to be things that were streaming. I mean, there wasn't like a YouTube, which when you think about that now, (laughs) that's crazy to me. Yeah. I remember
1: (laughs) YouTube coming out when I was in college, it was like, right around my junior year of college and before that my friends and I would like look for something, like there were specific Saturday Night Live sketches we wanted to find. And we would like just Google for them everywhere. We would be on like E Bombs World or like other places like that, could never find them. And now it's so easy. My productivity in college went downhill so fast. I would just like watch blooper reels instead of doing any sort of report writing.
0: Yeah, I, I got really into like the comic, comedy sketches that people would do, like independent comedy mm. things and just trying to find those. But yeah, it's hard to explain to someone <laughs> now, like a kid now, like, oh, no. You didn't used to be able to just find videos like that. you had to you had to really fucking dig for them,
1: oh, yeah, I got really good at googling or you know using search engines in general, but
0: yeah, oh goodness,
1: <laughs> so I guess we should just get into the show, right? Yeah, why not? Cool. So Freaks and geeks debuted in primetime on NBC on september twenty fifth nineteen ninety nine like we said, I think that was a Saturday. But, in one of the greatest crimes of television history, it was cancelled after the airing of its twelfth episode.
0: Thirteenth episode.
1: Well, the thirteenth episode aired after it was reported that it was canceled.
0: I disagree with your research, really? I don't know. I saw a couple of different places. It was after uh, choking and token.
1: yeah, that was the last episode that aired, but I heard that they like announced its cancellation before that aired. Fair enough. I don't know. Well, that's what Wikipedia said.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you know, then we're okay.
1: <laughs> but Linda Cardellini, who plays Lindsay Weir, actually found out about the cancellation on her way to filming an interview with David Letterman.
0: Yeah, like, I saw that one.
1: <laughs> it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, she She, oh, she was like, ahead.
1: is the interview canceled? And they're like, no, you'll still go on Letterman. So, like, they talked about it on that interview, and when he brought it up with her, that was, like, when it actually clicked for her that the show was canceled.
0: Yeah, and it was, like, her dream to be interviewed on Letterman, too. (laughs) And so, I guess, happy and sad time. Yeah. She did okay for herself. It's all right.
1: (laughs) She did. So, yeah, the 13th episode aired on March 20th, 2000, Choken and Token, which we'll talk about a little bit later, And the five remaining episodes, it was a little bit confusing how these aired. They aired on Fox Family Channel later, and some of them aired in July and other ones aired in October. So I think they actually aired the series finale in July before they aired the other episodes in October.
0: Yeah, and they aired them, yeah, they aired a lot of them all out of order. Yeah. They actually filmed the finale before they filmed a lot of the other ones, so right. they're like, we're probably fucked. <laughs> and they just they, they just right. filmed it. Yep, yeah. he's like, we want to at least end on a high note.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was good. Like, for a series finale, when they didn't know for sure it was going to be a series finale, they did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, I think it ties up some stuff. It left it open for if it could have come back. And- yeah still could. I'm sure there's people (laughs) that still want them to with different people.
1: Yeah. So the show is primarily about a set of siblings, Sam and Lindsay Weir, and their navigation through high school in the fictional Detroit suburb of Chippewa.
0: Yeah, I... I think I was talking to you about this that you didn't know it was set in Michigan at first until I told you. Um, So this is our second show in a few weeks that's set in Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) I'm improving this. And I like, Chippewa reminds me because I went to a school in the Chippewa Valley School District, so I assume it's somewhere around where I'm at.
1: Well, I think that's true because it's based on Paul Feig's high school, his actual high school, which I think was called Chippewa High School. Lindsay is a straight-A student and mathlete until she starts hanging out with the so-called freaks, put air quotes, trying to figure out who she really is and not just who her parents want her to be. And then her brother, Sam, he's new to the school as a freshman, and he's trying to deal with the fact that his geek status makes him and his friends basically easy targets. They're comfortable with who they are and what they like, like the fact that they like Star Wars and Dungeons and Dragons and AV Club, but they don't really want to be seen as just nerds. Like Sam has a crush on the cheerleader and I guess so does Neil.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they all have crushes on cheerleaders because Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a school show.
1: Right. But I feel like Lindsay's probably the main character because she's kind of the bridge between these two worlds, the freaks and the geeks, since she is super smart, but she doesn't want that aspect of her life to control her.
0: Yeah. I I was going to say like Lindsay, it's an ensemble cast and there's some in- Amazing people that are gone on to great things since it, uh since the show. But Lindsay's definitely the main character. If you had to say what who the show's about, of one person, it's definitely her. And it gets into kind of why she's going through this. I don't know early life crisis in the in the pilot episode. They kind of talk a little bit about that with her grandma dying and yeah, her just trying to figure out who the hell she is. And she yeah, she is somewhere between. She's not a geek. No, definitely not a geek. Although she, you know her brother and she she knows all those guys and in her there. best friend
1: before the freaks was millie who is pretty geeky <laughs> yeah
0: she's just a smart student who yeah. just thinks to me
1: where is there mathletes at your school we had math club that was what it was called
0: i don't remember if there was mathletes or something like that at my school i'm sure oh, really? there was but i was so oblivious to like <laughs> extracurricular things outside of what i was doing that i just have no idea what was there <laughs>
1: what were you doing instead
0: uh, I did international club. Oh, what was that? That's a good question. We didn't have that. I don't know. <laughs> I know that we went to. I know that we went to Chicago oh. once, and I got in trouble because I went away from the group because I wanted to like <laughs> see the city. Yeah. And we were supposed to be. We were given like two hours to go shopping up and down. Uh, you know the main strip down there, the main drag, and. I didn't want to go shopping. I wanted to like (laughs) see stuff. So I just left the group of people I was with. I think I was in 10th grade.
1: I can just picture
0: this. And (laughs) I can't because I was so afraid of getting in trouble at any point. I can
1: can just picture you as this like, I don't know, little kid, like wandering the big city by yourself.
0: (laughs) I mean, I was still tall. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I went and I. I knew that I knew what time I had to be back. I was the first person back to the bus. I beat everyone (laughs) because I didn't want to be late if I had gone away. Uh, but I got in ridiculous trouble and I was not allowed to leave. Like there were a couple seniors that were on the trip and I like wasn't allowed to leave their site for the rest of the, the trip. The
1: seniors were in charge of you.
0: Yeah. They were basically <laughs> like handcuffed to me, like, don't do it. But I'm pretty sure one of them, if I remember right, one of them was a girl that I had a crush on. So I was like, that's okay.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: It, it all works out.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say that I was, uh, I mean, definitely wasn't like a freak <laughs> I wouldn't say I was, like, that much of a geek either, but I was definitely not anywhere near, like, the cool status. I was somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah, I was one of the captains of the swim team, but I was also one of the editors of the yearbook. And...
0: Pushing more towards the geek side.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With both? Uh, Swim team? I (laughs) don't know. Swim team is hard, man.
0: Didn't say it's not.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, we would, like, hang out in the yearbook room during lunch because it was just easier that way. And we could be on the computers and play Family Feud online. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course.
1: But we would also watch movies. Like, I remember watching either Waiting for Guffman or Best in Show during lunch over the course of a couple of lunches.
0: I don't know the first one.
1: Waiting for Guffman? Yeah. They're both Christopher Guest movies. Okay. Gotcha. Waiting for Guffman was first.
0: I just know, wasn't there the other one, A Mighty Wind or something like that? Yeah, I don't like that one. No? No. It's all right.
1: Waiting for Guffman is really great. You should try to watch it.
0: Better than Best in Show?
1: I think it's better than Best in Show. Okay. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway, back to this.
1: So even though there's only 18 episodes of Freaks and Geeks, there's a lot of ground to cover here. That's what we kind of learned while we were digging into the different aspects of the show. So we're going to make this a two-parter.
0: Yeah. We're going to go part one and we'll talk about the freaks a little bit, in. but we're really going to focus on the geeks. And then part two, again, talk a little about the geeks, but really focus on the freaks.
1: Yes. So in this episode, we're going to talk first about the pilot to kind of talk about both groups. And then the final NBC episode, Choken and Token. And like Drew said, that's where we'll talk more about the geeks. And then next week, we'll follow it up with... Carded and Discarded, as well as the series finale, Discos and Dragons.
0: All great episodes, but literally all 18 of them are great episodes. I know. It was
1: like, we could be sitting here and just do a full Freaks and Geeks recap, but...
0: (laughs) Eh, We probably still will.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We might, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, let's get going with the pilot.
1: Cool. So... I think I've said it like three times now, but the pilot aired September 25th, 1999. And the TV Guide description is, in the show's pilot, Lindsay, Linda Cardellini, wants to shed her straight-A image while her nerdy younger brother Sam, John Daly, John Francis Daly, actually, tries his luck on the dating scene. (laughs) And
0: before we really get into this, let's, let's talk about how we decided when we were doing this podcast to just do shows from the 90s. And if it wasn't a show from the 90s, just to do episodes that were in the 90s. Yeah. And we didn't even make it 10 episodes before we are <laughs> like, shit, we messed up.
1: Well, I mean, that's really hard with this show. And this is a show that we have to talk about. There were only like three episodes or I don't know how many episodes. I didn't count them. That aired yeah. in the 90s.
0: Yeah. I I know. There's not a lot. Because it, it started and then it was On hiatus for a couple weeks because of the World Series. So there probably (laughs) were only like three episodes. Because I think Carded and Discarded was episode four?
1: No, it's later um, seven.
0: Because Carded and Discarded was episode seven. And that was like right at the beginning of 2000. So yeah, there's probably only like five or six episodes. Yeah, there was nothing on
1: in October of 99. Actually, it goes from... Oh, my gosh. This is really confusing because of how they aired them out of order. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, actually, there were some in October, but they aired. Yeah, this is because it says Episode 4, Kim Kelly is my friend, aired in September 2000.
0: Uh, So the pilot um, where it was actually directed by Jake Kasdan.
1: Yeah, and I think he kind of developed the show with... Paul Feig and Judd Apatow.
0: Yeah, and he was 24 when he was the director oh, great. of
1: great. Yeah, <laughs> just
0: another person to make me feel, you know, like my life isn't in place. But really, he had a head start because his dad is Lawrence Kasdan, who did, like, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I
1: Didn't don't know as many Star Wars facts as you. Oh,
0: yeah, I thought that everyone <laughs> knew him anyway. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> He he's his son. So you know, he kinda had a, a little leg up yeah. on on some things here.
1: Yeah. In this pilot <clears throat> episode, they actually kind of retooled before they actually shot it. So they did the table read and then they realized that the introduction of Lindsay didn't really make sense. Like she was already friends with the freaks. So they rewrote it overnight and made it so that she was just getting introduced to the freaks at the time that the pilot happens and that they're kind of distrustful of her. They don't know what her motivations are. And I think that works really well.
0: Yeah. The episode does a really good job of introducing us to the characters literally right away and yeah. establishing like who they are within, I don't know, the first five minutes of the show.
1: Yeah. And they use music really well <clears throat> to do that as well.
0: Yeah. Which the music was the majority of what their budget was spent on because oh, yeah. they had to paid a lot of money for Licensing and just using all these songs.
1: Yeah, they wanted the music to be really in keeping with the time period that the show was set to help with the setting.
0: Yeah, we're in the fall of nineteen eighty. Uh, it seems fall right at the beginning.
1: Yeah, and I would assume it's pretty close to the beginning of the school year. Yeah, and we know that the Halloween episode happens a little bit after this. So
0: yeah, perfect. So we yeah. start with that. Uh, you know, it's on the football field, she's on the football team, traditional. Uh, traditional high school stuff. We yeah. get our first glimpse of Biff, the PE teacher.
1: Yep, yeah. And then Vicki Appleby on the bleachers with her football player boyfriend. And there's this like general upbeat kind of drama TV show music happening while they're talking about how he is just... So in love with her that it scares him.
0: Yeah, and then (laughs) just the pop, you know, the type of stuff that most school shows are about, like the football player, the cheerleader, the you know, all of that
1: stuff. Yeah, but then the show takes a hard turn and goes to underneath the bleachers where they're talking, and this is where we are introduced to the freaks, and it starts playing a Van Halen song, and they're talking about how Daniel wasn't allowed at church because the priest didn't like his T-shirt.
0: Yeah. And he's like, "Who's in the? Isn't church supposed to be about forgiveness? Like, they could just forgive me and let me in." You know, they they really established. That you got James Franco, you got Seth Rogen, you got Jason Segel. Uh, they're just down there. And I think uh, the other guy who was down there with him is like Jason Segel's drug dealer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I feel like that was just his name on the show. It's just the drug dealer. I'm sure he had a name. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then we cut, and the music changes to. Uh,
1: well, first before that, Lindsay is watching them. Because she wants to like be part of that group, and then she walks away.
0: Oh yeah, Lindsay's just kind of sitting there like she she wants to go under the bleachers, yeah. but doesn't know <laughs> she's how. not there yet. Yeah, she's got her her dad's army jacket on. Yep, really trying to establish her, herself <laughs> there. Yep. Um, the music cuts to the theme to Caddyshack. I'm All Right by Kenny Loggins. Yep, <laughs> which is perfect because the geeks Sam, Neil, and Bill, who are played by John Francis Daly, Sam Levine. Levine, 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 Levine uh, and Martin Starr. They come out and they're quoting Caddyshack, which now you know that. Yeah. Now you know that because you've seen Caddyshack. I know. I
1: watched it like, what, three weeks ago?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you were watching this probably. and You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that scene from Caddyshack, <laughs> the most famous part.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they're talking about Bill Murray and then Alan, who is the not school bully. He's just like their bully. He comes out and is like, Bill Murray sucks.
0: Alan's confusing because he's (laughs) clearly not a popular kid. Right. Like, it seems like other kids in the school don't like him. And it seems like he's just, like, one rung above them.
1: Yeah, I think he's, like, bullying them because he probably gets bullied by other more popular people.
0: Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to read Alan. Alan, what what is the actor's name for him? Because I only know him as his character from The Sandlot, where he plays Squints.
1: He's Chauncey Leopardi. I don't know if that's how you say his last name.
0: It's a ridiculous name.
1: (laughs) But yeah, he's from Sandlot.
0: It's just hard to see him as like a bully character when you know him from Sandlot and he's, I don't know, he's not a dweeb or a dork in Sandlot, but he's definitely not cool or like a bully.
1: Yeah, he actually plays a character that's a lot like Neil. Because he like likes this pretty girl and comes up with a way to like kiss her.
0: Windy Peppercorn.
1: Windy Peppercorn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Alan uh, is threatening to beat up Sam. It's clear that uh, Sam is the target of his anger for some reason. I don't know why he picks Sam more than Bill and Neil, but yeah. he says he's always wanted to beat up a girl. And then Lindsay steps in and says, I'm a girl. Let's fight me.
1: (laughs) Yep. And Alan gets a little bit freaked out because they think that she's kind of turned a corner and she's like a bad girl now. And Sam gets embarrassed.
0: (laughs) They have a great line there. One of his friends just says, watch out, Alan. I think she's high on pot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. So Sam walks away after Lindsay does this because she had said something like, why do you have to pick on somebody who weighs less than 100 pounds? And he's like, I weigh 103 pounds.
0: Which is definitely something a nerd would say.
1: Yeah. But uh-uh. John Francis Daly was the only one who was like the exact right age of their character. He was 13 when this aired. I guess he his character would be 14. But Sam Levine and Martin Starr were both 17, I think. 16. 16.
0: Sam Levine, he was 16. Martin Starr was 16. Seth Rogen was also 16. Uh, Jason Siegel was 19. Busy Phillips was 19. James Franco was 20. And then the eldest of the group was Linda Cardellini and she was 26.
1: Yeah. Quite a bit older.
0: Yeah. And it's weird. Cause like her friend, <laughs> Millie, I think the girl who played her was 15 or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. She just has a young face, I guess. Yeah, so, Although, and they
0: look similar. I, I don't
1: know that Linda Cardellini looks that young. Like to me, she looks like she's in college or something, but.
0: Yeah. yeah I could see her being in college. It's fair. Yeah. We cut to the Weirs house. I want to talk about the dinner because okay. their dad is like the quintessential TV dad, I feel like. like yeah. Just the, <laughs> the n- completely not hip, just afraid of like all the drugs and sex and everything the kids are doing. And just like.
1: Yeah, he wants to have that, like, leave it to Beaver family.
0: Yeah. And he. All of his stories involve somebody doing something like. Mildly wrong. And then they die.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think Sam says, are any of your friends still alive? Yeah, I
0: think the smart ones. <laughs> and the mom is kind of like just that repressed mom. And like they get into that in a, one of the episodes, yeah. too. Or she just kind of sits back and lets the dad do the the parenting of that stuff. And she takes care of the house, does the cooking, cleaning, all of that. And she she's a nice woman, though.
1: Yeah. And the mom is the mom of Lena Dunham's character on Girls, but that's the only other thing I know her from.
0: Yeah, and the dad was the guy in Happy Gilmore that just kept yelling out, Jackass, over and over again.
1: <laughs> I just really don't remember that movie. Oh,
0: God. It's <laughs> like, that's when I see him, that's all I can think about. is just him putting his Oh Jackass! <laughs> and, you will not make this putt, you jackass. <laughs> um, but the reason I only wanted to bring up this, besides the parents, is that they talk about going to Farmer Jack and... Farmer Jack, I remember the commercials and I remember seeing Farmer Jacks when I was younger because it was like a Michigan-based chain supermarket and I had to look it up and they closed like a decade ago and I was like, oh shit. (laughs) I thought that they were just still hidden around there with no one going to them, but apparently they closed in July.
1: Was that where your family went?
0: No, we went to Kroger. Oh, okay. Which is the same as Fred Meyer. Yeah,
1: Fred Meyer and QFC. Yeah. And then we're at school and we get some lunchroom politics while Neil is trying to find his friends. And it's funny, like, I remember my mom writing notes in my lunch when I was like in elementary school, but not after that. But Sam pulls one out that says any girl would be lucky to go to the dance with you because at dinner the night before they had been talking about the homecoming dance
0: and bill's mom writes what uh, i love you I little love man i love you little man yeah. <laughs> and also neil it start the the scene starts with neil getting his food and he knows all the lunch ladies by name, which is a super <laughs> Neil thing. Yeah. Like, of course he knows all the lunch ladies by name. He's like, hey, thanks, Agnes, or whatever her name was. I didn't.
1: <laughs> I know one of them is Dolores. I don't know if that's uh-huh. her in this one. But, yeah, but he definitely
0: knows all their names, which is super geeky. He
1: probably learned that from his dad, who seems like kind of a schmoozer in that way, too.
0: He, uh, he comes over to the table and does his Will- William Shatner impression, which is also how we got the role. Oh really? Yeah, he in his audition tape, they asked him like, "Oh, well, what do you do?" Well, it says he does impression of William Shatner, and they have him do it, and it's like fucking horrible. <laughs> it's not a good impression, yeah. And that's why Judd Apatow decided to hire him is because like that's exactly what the character would do is just a bad impression and think <laughs> it was great.
1: Yeah, because I think actually. Maybe we should have said this before, but when they were developing the show, they didn't exactly have all of the characters mapped out. So they did the hiring of the cast and then I think wrote the characters around them.
0: I did not know that.
1: I didn't look too closely at that, but I think it makes sense for this show because all of them have kind of a specific look and tone to them. And I think they just wanted it to be authentic.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But Alan comes over while they're sitting here and smashes Sam's Twinkies.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And rather than call his sister in, (laughs) Sam does the real snitch move. Yeah. (laughs) And tells on Alan to the teacher. And the teacher's like, a piece of advice. Just be a man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone watching, you got to just kind of cringe when he does it. You're just like, oh, dude, don't call the teacher over right now.
1: Stand up for yourself, dude. Yeah,
0: come on. Just a little bit. It's uh. not
1: even really about being a man. It's just about, like, having a backbone. <laughs> yeah.
0: And none of the other guys stand up for him either, though. They all just kind of turn away. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not their fight. <laughs> yeah. Some friends.
1: Yep. And then we see Lindsay, and she walks over to Daniel, which I don't know if you noticed this, but he's standing in front of a sign that says... Please don't put silverware in the trash. Somebody had like taken the H off of trash.
0: No, oh, I did not see that. <laughs>
1: the H was like in the corner. That was the first time I had ever noticed it was when I was watching it for this.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's clear that she has kind of a crush on Daniel, I think. Yeah. It you know, she she likes him. They hired him for uh James Franco because they thought that he looked like a guy who was a cool guy in a small town, but wasn't really that cool.
1: Yeah. They didn't think he was hot. Yeah. They thought that his mouth was too big for his head.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then all the women in the office are like, no, he's, he's a good looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> so they were wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't find him particularly attractive, but whatever. So, yeah, they go out to the smoking patio. And this is where Lindsay kind of gets her introduction, her real introduction to the freaks. And she asked if they're going to go to the homecoming dance. And they're like... Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> when I watch this stuff, it doesn't seem to me like Seth Rogen looks younger than the other guys.
1: Yeah, no, he doesn't. I mean,
0: he. I didn't realize that he was only 16.
1: He looks kind of the same now as he did then. He just always looks like an old man. <laughs> yeah,
0: he kind of does. He kind of does. He looks like he's perpetually like 38.
1: Yeah. That's what I would say.
0: He just looks like he's perpetually in his late 30s. Yeah. As a teenager, he looks like he's in his late 30s.
1: <laughs> I think he had sideburns. Maybe that helps with he that image. He does have sideburns. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he, Ken, uh, played by Seth Rogen, is kind of a dick to her. Yeah. So is Nick, played by Jason Segel. He's kind of a dick to Lindsay as well.
1: Yeah, he's like, you know they're going to play disco, right? Disco sucks. I hate disco. But he'll change his mind on that know later. Oh, the
0: tables turn. <laughs> After a little encounter with Millie and all the freaks... Uh, We cut back and Neil's trying to give some advice to uh, Sam and tells him a very nerdy thing. Uh, (laughs) Avoid, avoid Alan like Han Solo does with Jabba. Just don't go near him.
1: Avoid him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And then they see Cindy Sanders approaching and this is the girl that Sam has the biggest crush on. And whenever I talk about her, I'm only going to be able to say Cindy Sanders. Like I can never just call her Cindy. It's always going to be Cindy Sanders.
0: There's Cindy Sanders. Three moms. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Incoming.
1: Hey, Sam, I've been looking all over for you. Is this your jacket? Yeah. Yeah, you left in science, so I didn't want it to get all dirty. Oh, thanks, Cindy. That was really nice of you. Yeah, well, I'll see you later.
0: Sam, you are so in. What? She brought you your jacket. That means she saw it. She remembered it was yours. She picked it up and carried it through the halls. People probably saw her with it and everything. I wonder if she has a date for the dance.
1: Cindy Sanders is in love with you, man. And Sam's like, do you think she has a date to the dance? Maybe I should ask her. And my favorite line probably of the whole episode is when Neil's like, the dance is tomorrow. She's a cheerleader. You've seen Star Wars 27 times. Do the math.
0: <laughs> I feel like Neil's kind of a realist with yeah. their <laughs> place in life. He wants to get out of it, but he's he's pretty real about what the chances are of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's an, a later episode that I think I think it's the next one we're going to talk about where Sam is all about Cindy Sanders still, but he's like, oh, no, Vicki Appleby. She's the real person that we should be going after, which is like she's above Cindy Sanders even. So I don't know why he thinks is that. She? I think so. Well, I mean, I think
0: Cindy's the perfect person them to have for that because she's she seems like the kind of person that was like nice to everyone. Yeah. yeah. And so. Those those would definitely be like Those guys would definitely think like Oh she's nice to me So yeah. she probably likes me
1: She's approachable
0: Yeah But she was yeah. just nice to everyone Right um, A little stuff with the freaks Where they we're introduced to Kim Kelly Played by Busy Phillips Woo-hoo. Who Katie loves
1: <laughs> She's awesome I follow her on Instagram
0: Of course you do <laughs> uh, She's not a fan of Lindsay
1: No um, She's like I shoplift in your daddy's store You're just a rich girl Who's trying to piss off her parents
0: Which I don't know Maybe a little part of it is, yeah. is that.
1: I think she doesn't. I think Lindsay doesn't want to be who her parents want her to be, and so that's a little bit where this rebellion is coming in.
0: Uh, so, anyways, after after uh, Lindsay's purse is all poured out onto the onto the ground, only Daniel stays back to help her, and you know they they see the sparks connect or whatever. <laughs> um, but we cut back, and we're in the in the gym locker room, and Bill is my fucking dude. Like, I love Bill. Bill is the greatest (laughs) character on this show. (laughs) It's not even close for me.
1: We'll get a lot of Bill in the next episode. Yeah.
0: Uh, That's why I picked that episode. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But Bill stands up for Sam. But uh, before that, before Bill stands up for Sam against Alan, there's my favorite line from this episode, which is when Bill says, like, these shorts aren't very flattering, are they? And Sam just looks (laughs) at me like, you look good. (laughs) And Bill's like, Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> he's, like he generally takes that comment. And is like, Thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah, they're very comfortable with themselves. Yeah, like a lot of guys in high school, they would have been like, "Oh, that was like a gay comment."
0: Yeah. No, Bill doesn't care. Bill, uh, Bill is definitely the most comfortable with himself of all of them. Yeah. Uh, but Alan comes in and <laughs> Bill's just like, "Well, why are you even doing this? What's the point?" And so now he's on Alan's radar because. Why not?
1: Yeah, and Alan calls him Little Man.
0: <laughs> uh, only my mom calls me Little Man.
1: <laughs> really quickly, Lindsay sees Eli, the mentally handicapped guy, played by Ben Foster, and he's kind of getting picked on by some of the other kids in school. and Including
0: Lizzie Kaplan.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Lizzie Kaplan, who she'll be in the episodes that we're talking about next week more, but she, of course, was on Party Down with Martin Starr. Yep. Which is a great show. I love Party Down. <laughs> and Lindsay asks Eli to the dance. It's a nice, a nice little moment. She's sticking up for somebody that she sees getting picked on. Like I said, she's kind of the bridge between the freaks and the geeks. And
0: yeah, She wants to do the right thing, but she also, I think, just wants to be able to be herself while she's doing it.
1: Yeah. So then we cut to gym class, and this is like the nerd nightmare. I don't Dodgeball. even know. I don't even know how the teams get picked the way they do. Like, it's literally jocks versus geeks. Like, who's picking these teams? Oh, it's Biff. He's picking the teams? I
0: assume Biff picked the teams. <laughs> and I, what is the PE coach's actual name?
1: Coach Fredericks.
0: Okay, he's Biff. <laughs> Coach <laughs> Fredericks is Biff to me. He'll always be Biff to me. He's just Biff.
1: Yeah, no, That's we'll it. just call him Biff.
0: Yeah, I I know I will. <laughs> um Biff is a real, I, I don't even think he's a real dick. I think he just. Doesn't know how to connect with kids who aren't jocks.
1: Yeah, he knows what he knows. And, yeah. like, we'll see later. I mean, we aren't going to actually talk about these episodes. But he ends up dating Bill's mom. And when he tries to connect with Bill, he just doesn't know how to do it at all.
0: I still think it's a sweet episode. It it is. I think it's they nice. Go,
1: they go go-kart racing. Yeah. And Bill still gets, like, pissed off because Biff wants...
0: To be his dad.
1: Well, and he wants Bill to be somebody that he's not.
0: Yeah. But... But to his credit, he tries. Yeah, he does. And I think I think he's a decent person. I think he just doesn't know how to relate to anything that's not sports related.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the episode where they're like prank calling him and Bill is saying like, it's not fair that the jocks are picking the teams and stuff. Like he tries to rectify the situation. Yeah. He has
0: Gordon. Gordon yeah.
1: Um, be the one that is picking one of the teams because.
0: They said they were Gordon's dad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if he had just like. Framed that a little bit differently. He could have gotten what he wanted, but yeah. it eventually happens. Uh-huh. Anyway.
0: Anyway, Billy Bob, uh, a.k.a. Ron Lester, a.k.a. I don't know his actual name in this show. He just plays Billy Bob in Varsity <laughs> Blues and the parody of himself in Not Another Teen Movie. I uh, haven't seen either of them. Oh, you haven't seen Not Another Teen Movie? No. We well, should. Like, I could imagine you not seen Varsity Blues, but I thought you seen Not Another Teen Movie.
1: No, I haven't really seen any of those parody movies.
0: Uh, that one's really Like good.
1: Scary Movie and stuff.
0: Uh, anyway, his name's Ron Lester, and he's he was a big boy, he's a big fella, and I got into a little like just internet search wormhole with him. Yeah, because uh, one, I didn't know his real name, and I was like, Billy Bob, <laughs> what is your real name?
1: He definitely has a face that you recognize as from this time, like ninety eight to like two thousand. Yeah,
0: he uh, his name was Ron Lester, and he. Apparently, after 2001, when like he filmed the last of those movies with the teen stuff, he had gastric bypass and lost 348 pounds.
1: Did you see a picture of him after that?
0: Yeah, it was weird. Really? Yeah. He also had 18 plastic surgeries to- What was his name? Ron Lester.
1: Ron Lester. He
0: also had 18 plastic surgeries to get rid of all the excess skin.
1: Wow. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it
0: doesn't look the same, does it Does not he? look the no, same honestly.
1: freaking out- all.
0: No. Oh, unf- my gosh. Sadly, he passed away a few years ago from uh, complication, I think, with liver disease, no. something like that.
1: Oh, my gosh. I but mean, he's he, not really that unattractive.
0: No, he does not look the same.
1: No. Wow. I mean, he's he's still a little bit heavier, but not not nearly.
0: Not 500 pounds not 500 as he was Not 500 pounds before. at
1: all. Oh, my gosh.
0: Um. So, anyways, dodgeball is like war. And... Yeah. They are all being attacked. and Bill gets hit directly,
1: directly in the head by... Yeah. By Billy Bob. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, somebody, I think the same guy, yeah, it is Billy Bob who also hits Sam in the nuts
1: yeah. twice.
0: <laughs> uh, wasn't it twice? I, I don't he, know
1: if it was... Tw- I think they just was-
0: replayed it in slow motion.
1: No, I think like he was already out... And then he got hit in the balls. Okay, yeah. So then Biff is like, "That's enough. Like that was too much." But then he's like, "Oh, that was a good one, guy."
0: (laughs) Uh, Which leaves us with. It seems like. Oh, I said Sam instead of Neil. Come on, Sam Levine.
1: <laughs> it's confusing.
0: I know. Uh, which leaves us with the real Sam. <laughs> um, Sam Weir. He, seemingly, he's the last one left.
1: He, yeah. Somehow, everybody gets out within the span of 30 seconds, and Sam is just all by himself. Uh, and he's Alan just this tiny little guy, because I was watching an interview with Sam Levine, when he was on Conan, I think, and they asked him how tall he is, and he says he's five foot two. I'm pretty sure that John Francis Daly was shorter.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty small guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he's got to be like right around five foot.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he was 13. Yeah. So,
1: but uh, he's just this tiny guy who is suddenly getting bombarded by all of these dodgeballs.
0: And he dodges them all for a minute, and then Alan comes up, and Alan has just been waiting. Yeah. He's biding his time, and he throws it, and Sam just puts his arms out and somehow catches it, Yep, which just pisses Alan <laughs> off.
1: Yeah, so Sam catches the ball, and Alan gets out, but then all of a sudden, everybody else just pummels him.
0: And, you know, that's the way it is. He's a geek. It happens. Yep. <laughs> uh, we briefly go back to Lindsay and Eli, uh, some people, including Goldberg uh, from the Mighty Ducks. We'll Real name is Sean Weiss, but it <laughs> doesn't matter. He's Goldberg. Uh, the thing with this scene is it's like they're making fun of him, but they're also kind of like laughing with him in it.
1: Yeah. I, he I, doesn't know that they're laughing at him. I,
0: I don't know that the entire time they were laughing at him. Oh. I think that they were kind of like poking fun, but I I do think that they they these two guys weren't being like completely dicks to Eli. Yeah. But Lindsay sees it and tries to stand up for him, but she makes... You can see that she knew it was a mistake right away. She says they're just laughing at you because you're retarded. Yeah. And he says, I'm not retarded. I'm special. And kind of gets really pissed off and says he doesn't want to go to the dance with her and falls down the bleachers and breaks his arm.
1: Yep. And she feels horrible.
0: Yeah. So it's like she tried to do the right thing. Yep. And just fell apart.
1: So now she's kind of a little bit lost and doesn't know what to do. She talks to Mr. Rosso a little bit. And then she and Nick cut school. And they go to his house and he shows her his epic drum kit.
0: Yeah. It Based has off like, of like Neil Peart's drum kit. Yeah. like I got more.
1: It has like 39 pieces <laughs> or something like that. Ridiculous. Oh,
0: <laughs> when he goes to try out for the band in that one episode <laughs> and the, he's like, oh, I'm not used to playing this few. Oh, How many pieces do you? Like 29. <laughs> and they think he's going to be really good and he's yeah. just freaking horrible.
1: Yeah. His ambitions kind of outstrip his talent
0: Except in dancing.
1: Yes. Uh, (laughs) But he's like, I was lost before I found drumming. You just got to find your reason for living. You got to find your big gigantic drum kit.
0: Yeah. Nick is an interesting fella.
1: He is. He (laughs) looks so young on this show. Like I watch How I Met Your Mother all the time, which he played Marshall on and just... Going from that to this, it's just like he looks such like a baby. Yeah, he just does. Like little baby Marshall.
0: Yeah, as much <laughs> as Seth Rogen looks the same, he looks different. Yeah. <laughs> the geeks do a real, a real geek thing, I guess. I don't even know. They they go and they go to talk to the older, wiser geeks. Uh, they go to talk <laughs> to Harris, and I don't know if you ever got his buddy's name. I didn't get his friend's name. Colin. I don't know, we'll call him Colin
1: <laughs> I think it's Colin, I, I know Colin, is is it the guy who's there later? Yeah Yeah, Colin
0: Okay, yeah. so they go to talk to Harris, and I love Harris
1: Ah, yes, interesting problem Freshman bullies He's
0: obviously acting out his insecurities in a new environment If you can disconnect emotionally, it's really quite
1: sad In his own way, he's reaching out for a friend Not that you should feel sorry for him, though His kind should be destroyed
0: So, what do we do?
1: I would recommend the Cressman conundrum. What the
0: hell is that? Tom Cressman, my freshman tormentor. The idea was, if you fight your bully, afterwards, whether you win or lose, they'll tend to leave you alone. Did it work?
1: He broke my tailbone, but the results were effective. He got expelled. It's a good plan. It's a terrible plan.
0: He just... He always has the right insight for him, and tells him that they need to just fight Alan.
1: He's their uh, Mister Wilson from Home Improvement. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's the the sage wisdom.
0: Yeah. Later <laughs> on that night, Sam asks his sister if she thinks that uh, they can beat up Alan. <laughs> I she's, think she's being nice.
1: She says yes, but then when he's like Alan and his friends, I think she's like mm, maybe.
0: <laughs> no to maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, luckily
1: that's not what happens. No.
0: They they're they plan to meet him after school by himself. I they're don't think come. they
1: tell him. I no, think they're they just don't. like showing up at his house. Yeah,
0: they show up on his street, but Sam gets caught up at school and has to meet them, but then he gets caught by Cindy.
1: And he has to talk to Cindy Sanders. Cindy,
0: who he to his credit, gets up the courage, asks her out to the dance, and yeah. she said that she's already been asked, but she'll save a dance for him. And
1: yeah. He kind of wins there. Yeah. He doesn't get shot down, necessarily. Like, yeah. it could have been a lot worse for him. hmm But I think that also goes back to Cindy being nice to everybody. Yeah. How do you feel about Cindy Sanders?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that the girl that they have to play her does it perfectly. She does. And they actually, Kaylee Kuoku? she, she, uh, auditioned to be Cindy Sanders. I don't think that would have worked no, out well.
1: No, I think she's this... far too
0: attractive to be <laughs> Cindy Sanders.
1: Yeah. This girl is just attractive enough to be this character and yeah. to like be believable as like a cheerleader and a popular girl. But she's also like, you know, super naive yeah. and she's pretty nerdy herself. Like when she's. On the, in the yearbook meeting.
0: Yeah. And well, she's like. Yeah, I'm sure you related to that. No,
1: that's not how ours <laughs> went. But yeah, she's like reading what her idea for the yearbook theme is. And everybody's laughing at her except for Sam. But. Of course. I cannot stand Cindy Sanders. I think she is terrible.
0: Well, I mean, she's a really boring person. She's
1: super boring. Uh, like.
0: When she and Sam are actually dating, I'm just <laughs> like, I'm with Sam. I'm like, oh my God. They have nothing
1: in common anyway.
0: So boring.
1: Yeah. No, I I don't like her. I'm glad that Sam realizes that she is boring and just not a good match for him. But those episodes where he's like all about her, I just, it's, it's so weird. Oh, goodness. I mean, I get it, but yeah. So yeah, he's late to beat up Alan, but Neil and Bill are there and... Alan walks up and is like, what are you doing here? And I think Bill is the one that's like, we're here to beat you up.
0: Yeah. Bill <laughs> is, because Neil like doesn't want to say anything. Neil's yeah. like, and Bill's like, oh, we're here to, we're here to fight you because <laughs> Bill doesn't care. <laughs> Bill just says what he wants to say. Uh, and then Alan pushes, what was the other guy's name? Colin. Colin. He pushes Colin and then Bill just fucking goes for it
1: yeah he throws his glasses
0: yeah that's a great part just takes the glass off throws them and they get into the fight and they survive
1: it's three on one yeah
0: they survive
1: it's just like this weird little melee where they're just like there's grabbing each other yeah yeah. grabbing yeah it's it's kind of funny to watch but yeah they they survive and then when sam finally leaves cindy he catches up with them and is like you guys you fought alan
0: did you see me i was taunting him he was terrified do you see me i had his arms totally shut him down i had his shoes
1: wait a minute you
0: you guys fought alan
1: no we got hit by a car
0: listen i'm so sorry i was talking to cindy really stood up for me.
1: You should see how he looks. Victoria's shirt.
0: <laughs> so what'd she say? She's got a date. She's saving a dance for me.
1: So you're going?
0: Yeah. You got a slow dance. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely slow.
0: Uh, we end the pilot at the dance where Lindsay is working, thanks to Mr. Rosso.
1: Yep. She got caught skipping school by him um, with, with Nick. Nick. Yeah. So she has to work the refreshment table. But Come Sail Away by Styx is playing. Sam walks in and hears this slow song. So he walks right up to Cindy and wants the dance that he prom—that she promised him right then.
0: And, of course, they get to the dance floor right as the guitar kicks in. And it turns <laughs> from uh, the slow beginning to just a fast dance song later on. Yeah.
1: You know? And he's like, I don't know what to do now. But... He just follows her lead and he starts having fun. And my favorite part of that scene is when Lindsay looks over and sees her little brother dancing and dancing with a girl. And she's like proud of him. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And then she goes and takes Eli and dances with him. And yeah, it's all a good time.
1: Yeah. It looked a little bit like she was tearing up while she was dancing with Eli. I don't know if you noticed that, but
0: I did not. But maybe
1: I don't know what it was, but Yeah. It's a very solid pilot episode.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> it has, it introduced you to all the characters, you know what's going on. I, I really like the episode and all the characters are perfect, I think, for who right. they had to play.
1: I literally don't have any critiques about this entire episode. Like, I was watching it and I was like, there has to be something wrong with it. The only thing I could think of was when Mr. Kachevsky is like, be a man. Because that's like, I guess toxic masculinity or something but, but that fits perfectly with does. the time and all
0: that stuff it's not like people back then are like tap into your inner whatever
1: <laughs> yeah so literally like the entire episode i feel like is kind of perfect
0: yeah <laughs> so uh, which leads to the ratings here does. and i am gonna give it five broken eli arms out of five.
1: Oh gosh <laughs> poor eli
0: poor eli
1: And I'm going to have to give this one five smash Twinkies.
0: All right. Two perfect ratings.
1: Yeah. Our first perfect ones, I think. I think the highest we've done besides that was four and a half, maybe.
0: I should keep track of things. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um,
1: Should we go into the second episode? Sure. So we have Choken and Token, which aired on March 20th, 2000. And like I said, this was the last one to air on NBC. The TV Guide description is, as Nick's marijuana addiction worsens, Lindsay, Daniel, and Ken get a reality check about the downside of pot smoking. Bill suffers from food poisoning. And just a heads up, we're not really going to be talking about the freaks at all in this episode. We're going to just be talking about the geeks. So unfortunately, all of the really funny pot stuff isn't going to be covered, yeah. but...
0: Yeah, I'm going to get out <laughs> my freak stuff right now really quick, because like the whole episode centers... For- for the freaks plot, anyways, centers on Nick just being a complete stoner.
1: Yeah, I think he's dating Lindsay at this point, right?
0: Uh, I think that they're dating right now.
1: I think so, because Lindsay is complaining about how Nick is just stoned all the time. Yeah. So he tries to not be stoned, while at the same time, Lindsay gets high for the first time, yeah. but then has to go babysit. Yeah.
0: And but my favorite <laughs> thing is he, it's like they're sitting there afterward, He's like, what do people do when they're not stoned?
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do.
0: Um, But the other part with that is, like, Daniel wants to throw away his weed and, like, wants to stay sharp. And I think this is at, like, the point in the series where he's, like, trying to feel like he's not an idiot or, like, a waste of person. Yeah. Um, And, like, one thing happens to him that I think happens a lot in schools where, like, he is really trying to throw away his weed when <laughs> he gets caught by Mr. Rosso. But Rosso doesn't believe him and, like, he gets punished for yeah. This. And it's just one of those things where something bad or somebody who's always been in trouble does something good or is trying to do something good, but they still get in trouble. And yeah. it's like the system is out to get them.
1: Yep. Darn system. The man.
0: But on to the geeks.
1: The geeks. So we're at school and Cindy is dating the football player Todd But Sam wants to know, like, when is she going to break up with him? Like, don't cheerleaders break up with football players all the time? And they literally all bump into Vicky Appleby and Maureen. So Maureen was the new girl who was in a couple episodes before this. And they almost pulled her into their geek group. But then she got snatched by the cheerleaders. But she's kind of like... Cindy, where she's really nice to them.
0: Yeah. And I, I do love at the end of the episode where they first meet her, where like Neil says stuff like, oh, you know, we just got to let you go. We gotta set yeah. her free. Like they took her out to dinner at like this fancy steak place. And like, they got
1: ribs. It was like yeah. bottomless ribs. Yeah.
0: It's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> when Vicky and Maureen walk away, Neil is like, Vicky's the type of girl that Sam should be going for. And like I was saying, Vicky just seems way less attainable.
0: I guess. I mean, she's also way more of a bitch to them. Maybe maybe yeah. Neil has a thing for that.
1: <laughs> maybe. I mean, I think this is probably, is this before or after she makes out with Bill at the party? Oh, I
0: forgot about that. <laughs> uh, this is before that.
1: Okay. Yeah, because there's another episode where they go to a party with these people, and they play spin the bottle. And Bill ends up in the closet with Vicky Appleby for seven minutes in heaven. And at the end of it, she's like... Don't tell anybody. And then they just start making out for, like, several minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, good for Bill. Yeah. Like, good for Bill.
1: <laughs> I think him not, like, being enamored by her is kind of what turned her, because...
0: Yeah, he didn't care. He's yeah. like, okay, you don't have to like me. I don't...
1: He's like, I don't want to be here either.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> she, can't, she can't deal with that. <laughs> yeah. but Like I said, Bill is legitimately the best person ever. Yep. I fucking love Bill.
1: And... Alan has a thing for Bill too because he comes over and punches Bill in the balls. Yeah, this yeah. Starts the. You want some crushed nuts. Yeah, this starts the series of antics between the two of them for the episode. Yeah.
0: So they're in a class and is. Their teacher is Leslie Mann, yeah. but is she a substitute teacher? Is that what she is? or is No, she just I their think te- she's
1: just their teacher. Okay. But Mrs. Foot. Yeah, Miss Foot. Or
0: Miss Foot. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh.
1: <laughs> so she, uh, Leslie Mann is, of course, married to Judd Apatow who is one of the people behind Freaks and Geeks.
0: What is the first thing you remember seeing Leslie Mann in?
1: George of the Jungle.
0: Okay, for me, the first thing I remember her was Big Daddy. Oh. The Adam Sandler one.
1: Was that? I wonder which one was first.
0: I don't know, but that was the first thing I remember her from. George, George, George of the Jungle. Strong as he can be. George, George, George of the Jungle. George of the the Jungle was first. Well, I don't remember it.
1: <laughs> it was 2 years before Big Daddy. She was also in the Cable Guy.
0: I remember that, but I literally I remember her from Big Daddy more. Like, this, that's that's where it's at.
1: This episode was a year after Big Daddy. Perfect. Yeah, so they're in history class and Bill is just like staring up at her like Love in his eyes.
0: Yep. He answers all the questions. He talks to her. He talks to her about his allergies when she sneezes. Offers to close the window. <laughs> and he says that he's allergic to bees, air, cats, dogs. Well, not dogs. Well, some, some dogs. dogs. <laughs> Peanuts. If I have a peanut, I'll die.
1: And then he starts talking about, like, Neil and Sam's weird ailments, too. Like, how Neil has psoriasis and Sam will faint if he sees blood. And they're kind of... Pissed about that later I think Neil Is the one who says like We're just starting To get some respect
0: <laughs> Yeah From who <laughs> Maybe Maureen
1: Maureen and Vicky Yeah I <laughs> He guess. thinks he's getting Respect from Vicky Because she talked to him For five seconds
0: Yeah Either way They're sick of being geeks Yep And they say They're not gonna go To the sci-fi convention Why don't you take Gordon <laughs>
1: Gordon hears this and is like, "I don't like sci-fi. I love love it." Yeah,
0: I I like Gordon. Gordon is also unafraid of being himself.
1: Oh yeah, Gordon. I think Gordon, Harris, and Bill are like the most themselves.
0: Yeah. God, I love Harris. <laughs> Seriously, I wish Harris is in every episode.
1: Yeah, he's in a lot of them. He
0: is, but I wish that he I wish that he was like in their friend group almost, yeah. like the the older, wiser geek.
1: <laughs> we'll We'll talk about him next week too. Yeah. So then we're at lunch, and Bill's eating a sandwich by himself, waiting for Sam and Neil to come over, and he walks away to go tell Gordon that he's actually not going to be able to go to the sci-fi convention, and while he's doing this, Alan decides to get up and put a peanut into Bill's sandwich.
0: Yep, he uh, he does not believe Bill that he is actually allergic. He's big faker, big liar.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, he just says stuff to get attention.
0: Yep. So, Alan is truly a dick. Uh, <laughs> but we go back, and Bill is surprised that Sam and Neil want to eat lunch with them, that he's not too nerdy, too, new, too geeky for them to eat with. And he says, You are, but we're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he starts chewing and realizing that there's peanuts in that. He says, It's crunchy. So? I hey. like peanutty crunchy.
1: You want me to go get Miss Foot so you two can discuss it? <laughs>
0: you guys put
1: some in my sandwich no hey haverture what happens now should we call an ambulance <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and then yeah the next scene is just him bill on a stretcher being rushed to the ambulance and miss foot is like jogging alongside the stretcher
0: can we say that she is like the calmest, nicest teacher ever? <laughs> Seriously, just like her voice and her demeanor yeah. and everything is just like, and she's like, oh, da, 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 da. she's so nice.
1: I think I was always picturing her, like in every role, I picture her as this and then like in George of the Jungle. So when I saw Knocked Up and she was like a little bit different. I was like, what? This is weird. (laughs) Uh,
0: But like most teachers in TV, her classroom management and time management sucks as she's giving out instructions when the bell rings. Yeah. Uh,
1: That's just going to happen in all these shows. You have to get used to it.
0: I know. Uh, One thing about the setting uh, in the school. So the pilot was actually filmed in a real school, but after that, they just built a set. Oh. So... They just built like that T hallway that they're running, rushing down, but that it ends. That's it. Oh. <laughs> so when extras would walk by, they would just have to wait silently at the end because anywhere they would go after that, it would just be back on camera. Oh,
1: so they would just have like people
0: <laughs> like at the end. So when they go through this and they do, they go down two hallways, it's just the same hallway twice Huh? and they would redecorate it with different things to make it seem like different places.
1: Interesting. I mean, uh, I guess that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And it made me wonder, and I didn't. Couldn't find anything on it. If when they're in the hospital and there's like the T hallway, if it's the same set. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It probably is.
1: I mean, they spent all their budget on those songs. They couldn't buy an entire place like Scrubs did with that Sacred Heart Hospital.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Well, not everyone can be (laughs) Scrubs.
1: (laughs) So Sam and Neil arrive at the hospital with Sam's mom, Jean, and they see Bill's mom, Gloria, And Neil's like, is Bill still alive? And then Sam asks, is Bill going to die? And Neil is like, you shouldn't say the D word.
0: (laughs) He's like, you asked if he was alive.
1: (laughs) But mine's positive. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: He's not wrong.
1: No. But then they start, like, joking around about what it would be like if Bill actually did die and, like, became a ghost. And they're like, oh, yeah, and he would, like, haunt us, but we would be the only ones who could see him. And, like, I think they're talking about, like, pulling pranks on people and stuff. And it would be so funny. He'd be like Casper. And then they look over and see Bill's mom crying. And they're like, it wouldn't be like that, would it?
0: Nope. He would just be dead.
1: Alan shows up with his dad at the hospital, and his dad's making him apologize and he asks if he can talk to Bill, and his mom's like, "No, you can't, because he's unconscious and in critical condition." So,
0: uh, but Alan goes in anyway. Yeah, not right away. He waits till
1: no one's The there. moms are not
0: around. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he goes in and he spills his guts to an unconscious Bill. I remember, like, like in the fourth grade, I used to think you guys were like really cool. And this one time, he brought a model of the Saturn V in for show and tell, and. And I asked you guys if I could shoot off rockets with you, and you said no. So, so what, I'm supposed to be all nice to you guys and stuff? I like comic books and science fiction too, but you guys never asked me to hang out. Please don't die, okay? I promise I'll never be mean to you again, even if you do something really stupid.
1: Just don't die.
0: And I think this part, along with when Bill's actually awake later, are the two best parts of the whole, well, this episode anyway. You can see that he's definitely a kid that's afraid because, like.
1: He's culpable if he does die.
0: He would be in a lot of trouble.
1: Yep. So then Bill does wake up and they all rush into his room to see him.
0: Ooh, before this, though. (laughs) Okay. Vicky and Maureen show up. Oh, right. Vicky and Maureen come in, and they are concerned about Bill, and they see the guys. And like Maureen gives a hug to uh, Sam, and he's like, "Oh, what?" and (laughs) kneels like his arm around Vicky, or she's got her arm around him, and they're like, "This is great."
1: Yeah, they're profiting from Bill's misfortune.
0: (laughs) And Bill, to his credit, is just again just a stand-up dude. When he wakes up, and they tell him that. Vicky and Maureen came to see you and they were all worried and crying and upset about you and blah, blah, blah. He's like, Oh, you can tell him that I'm still dying if it helps you guys get a date.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I love Bill yep. so much. They say that they're all going to go to the sci fi convention together after all so that they can, you know, be together after that episode.
0: <laughs> they all go out and finally Alan is sent in to, to give his apology and. It is done in dickish Allen like I can't believe you're a big enough wuss to die from a peanut. That yeah. sort of thing. You know, he's trying to he's still trying to act hard. Yeah, Bill, he's
1: trying to be cool still. Yeah. What are you looking at, dork?
0: I heard you. You care about me. I heard everything you said. I don't care about you. Yeah, you do. You think I'm cool. You want me to pound you? Do you want to go with us to the sci-fi convention? It's this weekend. I'm going to hang out with you losers. Why not? Because you're losers. You know you want to. I don't. Yeah, you do. Straight up, he's like, you can come with us.
1: Yeah, he's like, George Takai is going to be there. That, like, almost convinces Alan.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but one of the things that he says when he comes in is, like, he says that he's glad that Bill didn't die because he didn't want to go to Juvie. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's the second Juvie reference in a row. Because um, news radio... Lisa talked about going to Juvie. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: I'm just thinking. making
1: these connections, man.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I, I'll make the Scrubs connections. You do these. <sighs> uh, and then after Alan leaves, he, Bill gets one more visitor. And Miss Foot comes in to see him. And Bill, you can just see how happy he is. He he has such a big crush on her.
1: Yeah. And he's just
0: he's like, are you okay? He's like, I am now. <laughs> ah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cute. Little kid crush on a teacher. Is it? (laughs) I don't know. It just, it seems innocent.
0: I guess from Bill, but like, would you say the same thing if Alan was like, oh, yeah, I got a thing from his foot?
1: (laughs) I guess not. Yeah. But with Bill, I don't know. So then we see the geeks and they're all in, I think, Sam's driveway dressed for the sci-fi convention. And Sam is Luke Skywalker. He has his hair slicked back (laughs) a little bit. He looks very like cool 70s or something. And Neil is Yoda. He's all painted green. And then Bill is Doctor Who. Do you know which version he is? He is the
0: fourth Doctor. Okay.
1: I had a feeling you would know. (laughs) Yeah. How did I know that?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I hope I'm right now. I'm pretty sure he's the fourth Doctor.
1: (laughs) And, yeah, then Gordon arrives, and his costume is in a bag. And he also is some Star Wars character. We don't see, but he has a lightsaber in there. But he's like, I'm not going to put on my costume now. I'll just put it on later so I don't have to look like a dork all day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And off behind the trees is Alan on his bike, and you can just see he wants to go with them, but he just can't do it.
1: Yep. And he just rides off on his bike, his bike with the banana seat.
0: Yep. (laughs) Uh oh,
1: So 80s, that bike. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like this episode a lot because well, I, I like Bill. Yeah. Like, I love the Bill-centric geek episodes. Like the one where Biff starts dating his mom and like they have that scene where he's just watching. I think it's um, Gary Shanling and like laughing and stuff, which yeah. apparently it was just. Inappropriate jokes by Judd Apatow and
1: uh, Paul Feig Feig (laughs) the entire
0: time because he didn't think Gary Shandling was funny.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which is I like that little aside, like that little note about the show.
0: Yeah. But like all of the episodes of Bill, I think are just great. Like when he gets drunk.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I was just watching that one earlier. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Like that's a great thing. (sighs) Everything with Bill is so great. I do think that the pilot was better than this episode still. But this one's still great for me. Uh, So I think that for this one, I'll end up giving it four and a half sci-fi conventions out of five.
1: Cool. So this episode I really like, too. This is a weird one for me because I watched it when it first aired. I distinctly remember that. And then it was so long before I saw it again because I don't think I got the DVDs until like 2006 or something like that. It was so long in between that, for whatever reason, I thought that it was actually a Wonder Years episode. Like, I think, I don't remember Kevin's friend, but he kind of looks like Bill in a way, and I think that there's an episode where one of them has a crush on the teacher, and I think I just, like, got these episodes crossed in my brain so that when I finally watched this episode on DVD, I was like, oh, it was Freaks and Geeks after all.
0: I mean, Wonder Years has a similar aesthetic to it. As this does, so.
1: Yeah, but anyway, it was definitely one that I remembered super, super well. I remember the peanut. I remember the hospital. I remember the teacher. I don't actually, from watching it back then, I don't remember any of the stuff with Lindsay. That was the stuff that stuck with me. I don't know why. None of the stuff of
0: Lindsay stuck with you?
1: No. Even though I really, really like the Lindsay storyline, especially when she's like babysitting with Millie and just like freaking out over their like existential crisis. For whatever reason, this is the part that stuck with me. Um, So I also agree that the pilot is a little bit stronger. It's a really good episode though. Like it's very well done and it's very true to these characters of the geeks. And how they are wanting, like, they're comfortable with who they are. They are going to the sci-fi convention. They're dressing up. They're not being like Gordon and dressing up later. They're going in their costumes. They are nerds. But at the same time, they like these cool girls. Like, that's just who they are on this show. And I think it does a good job of presenting that. So I'm going to do four and a half illicit peanuts out of five.
0: All right. Let's get some trivia. Okay. All right, let's just get into some facts about the people. Facts? Yeah.
1: Fact corner.
0: So what do you got for me about uh,
1: about what
0: these geeks were in after the show?
1: So yeah, I, I mostly just have a few little things about our three main geek characters. So John Francis Daly, who played Sam Weir, he is mostly directing and writing now. I think he's focusing on that more so than acting, though he was on Bones for a long time. I... Loved Bones Bones was one of my favorite shows. He played Dr. Lance Sweets on it, who was there. That's a
0: ridiculous name.
1: <laughs> uh, he was their psychologist. He was also an FBI agent, but he was like the FBI psychologist, and he actually gets killed on the show and his girlfriend or fiance has their baby afterwards. But anyway, Actually, the person who plays his girlfriend on that show, she's in the other Judd Apatow show, Undeclared.
0: I never watched that one.
1: You don't? Oh, I have it. It's somewhere uh, around here. I'm shocked. <laughs> and I think it might be on Netflix. But anyway, so he was on Bones for a really long time. I definitely remember him from that. But mostly um, he wrote and directed Vacation, the new Vacation movie, which okay. I did not see. Neither. either. But I heard it wasn't that great. It had Ed Helms in it.
0: Wasn't he in um, Wet Hot American Summer?
1: Uh, I don't think he was. In the newer ones? No. no. I, uh, I'm, I'll get to that with Sam Levine. Oh, was. see,
0: I'm, I'm just mixing up the characters Sams. now. The Sams. Gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah. But most recently he wrote Game Night, which I've actually heard very good things about. The movie with, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name from Arrested Development?
0: Uh, oh, God. Now I can't. <laughs> and it's all I've been watching lately. Jason Bateman.
1: J- Jason Bateman. Yeah.
0: God, that was gonna bother me.
1: <laughs> so he he wrote Game Night, which stars Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, and yeah, I've heard a lot of really good things about that one. So it's on my list of things to see. It's still in the theaters, and I will see it. And then. Well, we're on
0: the topic of Sam Weir. Okay. Jesse Eisenberg was actually the second choice to play him. Yeah. And I don't know that I would have liked the show with no. Jesse Eisenberg. Because I don't really like Jesse Eisenberg's... Jesse
1: Eisenberg you know, he just... He rubs
0: me the wrong way.
1: I just want to punch him in the face sometimes. Yes, yeah,
0: he's got a punchable <laughs> face. And I think it might be because he played a dickhead on uh, in the Facebook movie. Maybe I never saw it. that. I never did either, but you could just tell. <laughs> you played Mark Zuckerberg, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sam Weir... John Francis Daly. He was just such a cute kid and perfect for the role. And, you know, he got pretty attractive, I I think. Like, I liked him as Lance on Bones. So, whatever. He's also a musician. I can't remember the name of his band, but they actually played on an episode of Bones. Okay. Then we have Martin Starr, who played Bill, your favorite. I love Bill. And he's currently on Silicon Valley, which I have watched... Most of, I don't think I've seen, I know I haven't seen the most recent season. I don't remember if I saw the season before that.
0: It's funny because Martin Starr plays kind of like an asshole in a lot of mm-hmm. other things that he's in, and Bill is just completely not an asshole. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, like, Party Down, he's definitely kind of an asshole. Yeah. In, like, Knocked Up, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> uh In Silicon Valley, he's kind of an asshole. So yeah. it's just... But I like him. Like When he's on Comedy Bang Bang, I think he's funny.
1: Yeah, he's super funny on Comedy Bang Bang. He's, I think, only ever on that when they're talking about Silicon Valley, though. I can't remember what the names of those the episodes are. Silicon
0: Valley P-Crew? P, P crew?
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's something
0: weird. It's like the yeah. Silicon Valley P-Crew. <laughs>
1: um, and then he's also actually in one of my favorite episodes of How I Met Your Mother from the first season, Duel. So it's, you know... That's the show that Jason Segel's on. And there's a couple people who, from Freaks and Geeks, who are on the show. But he's in the episode where Barney invents the Lemon Law. And Robin goes on a date with Martin Starr's character. And then gets a call that Lily has been injured and is at the hospital. And when she gets the call and says she has to go, he's like, it's okay. You don't have to lie. And she's like, no, really. My friend is at the hospital.
0: <laughs> she gets stabbed with a soap. <laughs>
1: I love that episode. And then, yeah, Sam Levine, um, who plays Neil, he actually was also in an episode of How I Met Your Mother. He was in the one where they go to, I think it's also season one, they go to the club OK? Awesome. I don't know. I can't remember if the club is named OK or Awesome. I think it's Awesome. But he's one of the people that's like waiting in line to get into the club. And they see like... Lily and Robin, Flash the Bouncer. And I can't remember if it's him or one of his friends is like, those were the four best and only breasts I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) Uh, Just really playing the geek role up.
1: Yeah. And, you know, he's been in a lot of stuff, but not stuff that I've really seen. The only thing that I really wrote down was that he was in Wet Hot American Summer. So he was actually in all of it, like the movie and the two series. But he was the voice of the person, Artie, um, who's like the camp radio guy. Yeah. And then in the 10 years later one, he actually appears as him. As him, yeah. But before that he was played by somebody else. He was just voicing that guy.
0: Okay. And yeah, he uh, Neil, Neil Schweiber. Another person who auditioned to play Neil was Shia LaBeouf.
1: Who is in another episode?
0: Yeah, as the mascot.
1: Yeah, who breaks his arm? And what his arms so getting broken? He's
0: so little in the show. Yeah, when you look at like him there, he's like he's a little guy. Yeah. Oh God. He's so, like
1: probably smaller than Sam.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> God.
1: There's a lot of random people who just like show up on this show.
0: Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll skip one that we'll talk about in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> David Ketchner. How do you pronounce his name? Lizzie Kaplan. Uh,
1: who is David Ketchner?
0: Who is David Ketchner? Like, uh, who, who, what are you saying? What am I, David Ketchner, he's like in the Anchorman uh, movies. He he does the sports uh, in the Anchorman. He, did, have you ever seen Out Cold? No. I don't even think he's in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff. You okay. would know him if you saw him. Okay. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, like we said, she's in it. Alexander Gold, who is the voice of Nemo. Uh, in oh, Finding yeah, Nemo, yeah. he was in this episode that we just remember. He was the kid that... Uh,
1: Lindsay babysits. Lindsay's
0: babysitting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, Rash- he's
1: also in Weeds.
0: <laughs> Haven't seen it.
1: And the first time I heard that kid swear, I was like, Nemo, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Rashida Jones was in the show uh, as one of Kim Kelly's friends.
1: Yeah, and she terrorizes Sam.
0: Yeah. She's a real B word. <laughs> um. Kaylee, she was in uh the OC for a few episodes. Oh. And I loved the OC, so I was excited about that one. And she's she was in also a bunch of random stuff.
1: She was also in an episode of Bones that John Francis Daly was in.
0: Oh, maybe that's why they were in it together.
1: <laughs> Any other little notes about our geek friends?
0: Uh, nothing about the geeks. No, we got we covered most of their stuff.
1: All right. I have one more thing. Go on. Fuck, Mary, kill. Of the geeks? Yeah. I have I have a list of how I'm breaking it down.
0: I'd like you to go first this time. Okay. I went first with... Uh,
1: <laughs> and, what, what
0: did we do? Saved by the Bell? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. So with the geeks, I'm going to do three girls, three guys. Um, I don't know if you'll agree with the girls that I picked for this, but we'll start with the guys because they're the main geeks. So we have Sam Weir, Bill Haverchuk, and Neil Schweiber. So I'm going to say "Mary, Sam, fuck Bill, kill Neil.
0: Oh, then we're going to be very different. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Because <laughs> Neil drives me crazy in so many episodes. <laughs> and I guess just kind of like Screech, I don't know that I would be able to put up with it. Like his stupid um, ventriloquist thing. And I don't know. I think he just probably has a bad perception of women, maybe from his dad, but...
0: See, I was going to go with fuck Neil. Okay. Marry Bill, and then I'd kill Sam. Because Sam kind of gets on my nerves. Okay. <laughs> he just whines about everything and all this stuff <laughs> and blah, blah, blah Yeah, and I can get know. that. I don't know.
1: I guess I'm kind of picturing Sam, though, as Lance yeah. on Bones. Maybe. And I'm just like, I could, I could do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, who are the girls you've chosen?
1: So, for the girls... I don't know if you'll exactly agree with this, but I picked the people that two of them are the ones who like hang out with them a little bit more. And then one is who I think is a geek. So we have Maureen, Cindy Sanders, and Millie.
0: Okay. I thought you were going to put Vicky.
1: I almost put Vicky, but then I was like, that just seems kind of too obvious. (laughs) Uh
0: So we got Maureen, Cindy, and and Millie. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm killing Cindy.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: (laughs) And I guess I'm fucking Millie and I'm marrying Maureen.
1: I think we agree on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think that with Millie, I could really get with being around her like...
0: For the rest of your life. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like in the episode where they're having the kegger at the Weir's house and she starts singing the Christian, like the Jesus song. I was just like, Oh no, I couldn't, I couldn't do this. Yeah. (laughs) But Maureen seems like a good person and she's like really nice to everybody. And she seems cool.
0: Yeah. Like she seems
1: on board with everything.
0: She's super fine too in real life right now. So.
1: Oh, in real life. (laughs) Like,
0: yeah, I I have her picture up right now on Wikipedia. (laughs) I'm like, okay, good good for you.
1: (laughs) How long have you had that up?
0: Oh, man, this whole time.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we agree about the girls. We have differences with the guys. What did you say for Bill? I'd marry Bill. Mary Bill, okay.
0: Spending the rest of my life with so we
1: had all different ones for the guys. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I think that is all we have for this week.
0: Yeah, that is it for the geeks. Uh, next week, we'll still be talking about Freaks and Geeks, as we said, going just with the freaks and kind of wrapping the show up with its... Finale. Finale. Kind yep. of bringing that a full circle. And yeah. And you already gave the episodes, right?
1: Yeah, I mentioned them at the beginning, but I'll post them again on our social media. So we are TFGIF Podcast. Basically everywhere. Twitter, Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. I know there's some people who... Don't like Twitter So if you're one of those people Then I post I Similar gonna, stuff on Facebook I
0: thought you were going to say Some people that don't like Facebook So I was like, there's, there's certainly people That don't like that Yeah there's I mean
1: definitely But like My parents like don't t- use Twitter Don't use Twitter at all <laughs> I guess my mom uses Instagram But my dad will go on it Like once every four months So Facebook is what they use But I guess that's Not necessarily our target demographic But yeah Yeah Maybe Yeah. Who knows? So, yeah. And if you want to give us a rating review on iTunes or anywhere else, Stitcher, wherever you're downloading us at, that'd be great. Listen
0: everywhere. Listen
1: everywhere. You can find us basically everywhere. I haven't found anywhere that we're not available.
0: I haven't either, but I also haven't tried.
1: I think I I still have to do iHeartRadio because it was like you have to have a podcast for at least a month before you can do it. So we're not there yet, but...
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, well then, (laughs) until next week. Bye. Bye.